on RSN Central. Harness Heroes with Dan Maliki. Fold in October 2003, a grey colt by Jet Lag out of the classic winning mare, Misty Maiden. He was an excitement machine and with his steely grey colour, endeared himself to a legion of fans. Affectionately known as the Grey Bullet, his race name was Lombo Pocket Watch, and he started his career with a win on debut at Pinjarra, Western Australia, on November 7, 2005, driven by Chris Lewis. At his second start, he was pulled out of the race with broken gear, but after that unavoidable hiccup, he proceeded to build a picket fence of victories, winning his next 19 starts. After three runs in Western Australia with trainer Graham Tyndale, Owner Mick Lombardo sent the young colt to the stables of New South Wales trainer Paul Fitzpatrick. He was a brilliant juvenile and his record proves his dominance in his early years. Lombo Pocket Watch won in four different states as a two-year-old and his five Group 1 victories included the majors of the Gold Crown at Bathurst, Australian Pacing Gold and Kevin Seymour Nursery at Albion Park and Vic Bread Final at Mooney Valley before taking on a top field in the Breeders' Crown Final at Ballarat in August 2006. The biggest hurdle for regular rainsman Gavin Fitzpatrick was overcoming Barrier 8 inside the back row. He was shooting for 16 consecutive wins, but was four back on the pegs at the 400 and had locked wheels turning for home. Into the straight, got to go, cut and led, lively exit, let down. Lombo Pocket Watch down the outside, lively exit, charge to the lead. Lombo Pocket Watch gets out, but lively exit, raced away. Lombo Pocket Watch is coming, he's coming hard, he's coming fast and he'll do it again. Lombo Pocket Watch, what a win. Lombo Pocket Watch has charged away and beat Lively Exit and Lombo Mendingo. The Grey Bullet was crowned Australian Horse of the Year, thus becoming the first two-year-old to win the award and banked over 642,000, a record for a juvenile. As a three-year-old, he took on all the classics. He tasted defeat for only the second time in a heat of the Victoria Derby at Shepparton before winning the final at Mooney Valley. But Lombo Pocket Watch, he surged away into the straight from Lombo Mendingo, Triple Vance, down the outside, Fergie Mac, 12 paces, but it's all over. Lombo Pocket Watch is going to win the derby in style. Lombo Pocket Watch races away and wins easily. He finished second in the Great Northern Derby at Alexandra Park and then followed wins in the Tasmanian and Australian derbies, before a third in the New South Wales derby heat and a fifth in the final. Just when people thought his invincibility had ended, he came back to Melbourne and dominated the Vic Bread series, winning his heat, semi-final and $100,000 final. A few starts later, he was second in the Queensland Derby. All up, he competed in six major derbies for three wins and two seconds and was crowned three-year-old of the year. To round out his hectic three-year-old season, he again drew barrier eight in the three-year-old Breeders' Crown Final but didn't get the luck and the room he needed and finished fourth to the New Zealand star changeover. His four-year-old season proved fruitful. He went back to Perth and took out the Group 1 double of the McInerney Classic and Gold Nugget Features before finishing fourth, taking on the older horses in the WA Cup. He competed in many feature races and was second in the Chariots of Fire and was beaten a nose by smoking up in the Len Smith Mile at Menangle.
he was retired to stud duties in November 2009. Lombo Pocket Watch made a comeback on January 11, 2011, after a 14-month break and showed he still had it albeit against moderate company at Bunbury. And Lombo pocket watches a minute in front. On the inside, fighting out second pedal. The middle was zooming home. Young Richard, one of us and all in tech, but a brilliant performance by Lombo pocket watch. And first up after 14 months, he's going to bolt in by nearly 50 metres. Lombo pocket watch has bolted in. He was set for the Perth Interdom of 2012, and while he was placed in a heat, failed to make the final. He won three more races after that at Gloucester Park, and bowed out with a third at Pinjarra on June 4, 2012. He finished his career with 45 wins, 10 seconds and 7 thirds, and over $1.5 million, and as a 12-time Group 1 winner. The Grey Bullet, the champion juvenile Lombo Pocket Watch, the youngest ever Australasian pacer to win $1 million in prize money. I hope you can join me again next week for another episode of Harness Heroes. Love Harness Heroes. Brilliant by you, Dan Malecki. What a superstar Lombo Pocket Watch, the grey bullet, was. We'll have a chat about this amazing pace, a Lombo Pocket Watch, straight after this race at Warrigal. Your favourite here in a wide open market is dog number four, Palmer. And Palmer at $4.40. He's Pete Eustace for the call. So they're moving in for race number two. $4.40 is the favourite here for Palmer. Moving in pretty well for the second on the card, the Parnassus Steakhouse. Last of the runners uh, loaded up. Reserves not required for race number two. And there's your green light, ready to go. Set for a start. Ready. Racing, Rock Me Lloyd on the inside, a bit slow out, very slow out was Silvery sometime and then speared to the outside and going to the front was Prince Ferno by length or so, Rock Me Lloyd into second, going up now Pamar the favourite and then our wider was into Nick for the back on the rails, Braemar Catalina round the home corner, Prince Ferno the leader by two lengths, Pamar trying hard but it's Prince Ferno for the cash Prince Ferno by about three and a half photo for the miners, maybe Braemar uh, Catalina and on the inside of it then uh, was uh, for the back was Prince uh, Ferno and then came Norwood with into Nick National Girl Silvery sometime. And it's 23.74 and a good win to Prince Ferno in race number two. Bolt's own Prince Ferno at $7, $1.60, the time. We just went back in time and, and listened to Dan Malecki talk about Lombo Pocket watching Harness Heroes and what a superstar he was. But the man that owned this wonderful pacer was Mick Lombardo, who is a Hall of Famer in this sport because what he's been able to do with owning these paces and also breeding these paces. He has been a pioneer in harness racing when it comes to breeding especially. And the great Mick Lombardo, the Hall of Famer, joins us now on Green Light On. You're with Gareth Hall, Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Good morning to you, Mick. Yeah, good morning all. Of course, you're based in Perth, so it's still good morning for you. But what about Lombo Pocket Watch? What a horse he was. Unbelievable, really, and I'll never forget the uh, the night, the, he, the first time he won in Sydney. Uh, it was just some race. But, uh, yep, great horse. If it wasn't for the time he broke gear, Mick, his winning sequence, well, it would have been unbroken just to have those two extra wins in the picket fence would have made a big difference. But, by golly, when we talk about popular horses... I suppose because of his colour as well, being a grey, we don't see that many greys in the harness racing. But he was about as popular as you could get. You're not wrong there. He's uh, 
Snow White today. <laughs> He's getting on in years because, you know, I mean, you talk about the Breeders' Crown, that's 13 years ago. Yeah. You know, he drew barrier eight at the at the Breeders' Crown, and I think I had something to do with that, uh, Mick, drawing the barrier. But he didn't get the luck the second year, but the first year, what a performance. Uh, he was full back the pegs at the 400, and when he got out, he actually locked wheels at the top of the straight. It was quite extraordinary. I remember that. What were you thinking at the 400, Mick? Well... <laughs> It's one of those days, I mean, and they were big days, those Breeders' Crowns. It doesn't seem to have the same thing these days, but that was a Sunday and uh, just a great day, and I was uh, on tender hooks. But anyhow, he got up and finished up winning, I think, by about five or six metres. So, um, you know, he did the job. Mick, it's Rob Orber. Uh, he was a, an amazing juvenile horse, but uh, his durability uh, went for a long time throughout his career. It did, um, uh, and um, in fact, um, probably I mucked up by bringing him west, and that's when he got into trouble, but um, he was, and uh, I think in that particular race, the, the, the Breeders' Crown that year, there was four Lombo horses, and one of them was Lombo Mandingo, who, mm. who chased Pocket Watch around for most of that season. And he was pretty good, Lombo Mandingo, but his stable mate was pretty special. Yeah, well, that's right. And um, he, he just just copped a couple of good ones. I, I think in the same race there was uh, Love the Aces Lombo and Lombo Limo. There was, so we had, there was four starters. They weren't mine, but uh, two of them were. But yeah, a great, great, great day that was. Well, of the, the great juveniles you had, and there was a lot of them, and I might have left something off the list here, but... Lombo Rapida, Concord Lombo, Misty Maiden, the mum of Lombo Pocket Watch, especially made Lombo, and Lombo Lafifi, and I think probably fairly to say Taylor made Lombo might have been the best of them, but what a bunch of horses, Mick. Yes, uh, yeah, we had some good times. Um, Taylor made, of course, was pretty strong. I mean, she got right up there in the end and um, chased uh, Kristen Cullen home there in uh, one of the Miracle Mile, I think it was. Mick, you're a great story. I think you made your fortune as a fisherman in the West and then you had a, a love for harness racing. Um, what's your most proudest moment in the sport of harness racing? Well, I just I think it, it was the night that I just mentioned that when, um, when um, Taylor made chased uh, Christian Cullen home and I, I was really, really, really proud that night. It was just a... Uh, we didn't get over the top. Mick, it's been a pleasure catching up with you. You've done so much for the sport of harness racing and it's been great reliving one of the great Breeders' Crown moments when Lombo Pocket Watch somehow got out of that pocket to win that Breeders' Crown final on a beautiful winter afternoon at Ballarat. Mick, stay well and thanks for joining us on Green Light On. Thank you very, very much. Lovely to be on the show. Catch it. There we go. There's the Hall of Famer. Mick Lombardo, and he did a lot for the sport of harness racing. He was great. Rob Orbert joins Green Light On with his truck selections. Presented by the Victorian Harness Racing Club. The new era has begun. Well, this is the moment, Rob. The uh, Thanks to the Victoria Harness Racing Club, which have been fantastic supporters. But your best for the weekend. You've got Friday and Saturday to choose from, and you can choose as many bests as, as you like.
Uh, I'm going to go race six uh, Saturday night with number 13, Majestuoso. I think he'll uh, bounce back into the winner's list uh, by taking out the Breeders' Crown final after winning the Derby. I certainly thought there was some value in the last race on Saturday night with uh, number ele- uh, race 11, number two, which was Art Series. I thought certainly would go uh, very close for uh, the Steve Turnbull and Amanda Turnbull. If we're looking for a special on Friday night at Melton, I thought probably race two, number nine, Idle Times, uh, looks well-placed. And there's one each-way odds in the first event. Number one, Frosty Fly, might run a bit of a cheeky race for the Manning and Grant Campbell team. Looking forward to this weekend's night of harness racing, especially on Friday night for the Breeders' Crown, and then, of course, the big night for the Breeders' Crown on the Saturday night, Dan. There's one way to always bring a smile to someone's face, yeah. providing they've had a little bit of uh, success in their life. Now, everyone at home won't be able to see this, but we'll see somebody's face light up. Uh, I know, I'm not going to ask the question, but does he remember it? But he will, and everyone around him will, and it was a major moment for Rob Orber. Bella's Delight turned for home five metres in front of Aussie Made Lombo, Tatiana Bromack. It's Bella's Delight in front. Tatiana Bromack getting home. Bella's Delight's clear. They won't get her. Bella's Delight wins the Breeders' Crown Final. Beat Aussie Made Lombo and Tatiana Bromack. Rainbow Dash of fourth. You can hear a little bit of excitement in your voice, Dan, because obviously it was a big moment for your great mate in Robbie Orber. It, it was too, and uh, it was a lot of planning and a lot that goes into that. And uh, for all of the owners that were involved in the horse and the associated friends and and families, and you know, it's he's devoted his life to harness racing. So Robbie, it was a it was a major moment for for you and everyone involved in that horse. And, and all of your families. Yeah, it still brings a tear to my eyes. She was uh, pretty special to us, uh, and taking out that Breeders' Crown final was uh, quite amazing. I mean, she won uh, her first Group 1, uh, taking out the Vic Bread uh, final earlier on in July, and that was my first Group 1 winner. I've been in the game for uh, well over, well, 25 years as an owner at that point of time and virtually did it the hard way. Uh, started off with, uh, uh, you know, a broodmare and tried to build from that. And it was our fifth generation uh, family member that came out to win it. And um, she's certainly very special. And I get the opportunity next uh, Tuesday heading up to uh, Ian and Tanya Wards to have a look at Bella's Delight, uh, rising two-year-old. Uh, okay. Do her track work. She's by Art Major, a filly. And, you know, from all reports, she's uh, ticking all the boxes at this stage. So we go through a new generation, but it's been uh, a lifelong passion and it will be a day that I'll never, ever forget. Do we have a name? No, I haven't named it okay. yet. No. I'm not, not sure what I'm going to name. It'll be Bella something. Yeah. Bella Dan. Well, I've got a Bella. Actually, yeah. Mick Lombardo, when I rang him up once to talk about colours, I said, Mick, you've got too many uh, white, red, Maltese cross green armbands. <laughs> I need a second, third and fourth set of colours. And look, he was terrific. He said, tell me what you want and I'll do it. He must have made up uh, a second, third and fourth set of colours for a number of trainers across Australia. It would have cost him thousands and yeah. thousands of dollars. And he said, oh, I heard you had uh, your, uh, a baby was born my youngest daughter uh, was born and he said, I'll, I'll name, I'll, I'll name it. I got to name a horse. I'll name it after her. Isabella Lombo. So the Bella's delight part yep. we sort of adopted for one of our own as well. Hey boys, it's been a lot of fun for green light on, on this Thursday, Rob Orba, good punting. Great to hear you calling races as well. And, um, best of luck on the, on the tip and the punt over the next couple of days. Looking forward to it. It's always a special time of the yep. year and hopefully, uh, all our harness people can get out and support what will be two great nights. Good calling Dan. Yeah, thank you, Gareth. As uh, as Rob said, two fantastic nights. Seated pools, first fours, all the races Friday night, $20,000 projected pools, and that big quaddy setup of about 300000 projected for Saturday night, thanks to the tab.
And Darling Point looks pretty hard to beat in the first race. Thank you, Dan and, and Robert Hawkesbury. Brad Widdop gave this horse a really good push, of course, on Form Express on RSN Central. But it is nice and short to kick off proceedings on rolling a molly, a rolly mild day there at Hawkesbury today. So that race is a little later on in the program. One of their feature days, of course, in Hawkesbury today.